The purpose of Wealth Talk is to educate, inform, and hopefully entertain you on the subject of building your wealth. Wealth Builders recommends you should always take independent financial, tax, or legal advice before making any decisions around your finances. Welcome to episode 117 of Wealth Talk. My name is Christian Rodwell, the membership director for Wealth Builders, and I'm joined today by our founder, Mr. Kevin Whelan. Hi, Kevin. Hello, Chris. Good to be with you again. Yes. Good to have you back, Kevin. Did you enjoy your time off? I did. I reconnected with my roots up in Northumberland, did lots of very interesting things, including St. James's Park, you know, the home of the 50,000, the Farne Islands and uh, watching the puffins come and go. Um, as well as uh, Hadrian's Wall and some very interesting things together with my whole family. So I took the whole family up with me to see my mother, who was 80, and uh, got a chance to, se- to celebrate and spend some real family time together. So refreshed, recharged and ready to go, Chris. Lovely, lovely. Well, today we are looking at one of those challenges that we all have, which is time. And um, specifically today, we're speaking to Christina Osborne, who's the founder of The Property VA. And uh, Christina focuses very much on helping property investors create more time in their business. Well, look, leverage is the big thing, isn't it? And when we talk about first being the one of the foundational uh, tools we use in uh, Wealth Builders, Chris. We talk about the leverage of finance and intellect, relationship, systems and time. And this is a combination of S&T. Um, and, and almost always, you know, people will get to a certain point where the time becomes the, the big challenge. And I think what Christine has done is come up with a very, very elegant solution um, and, and having pivoted from you know, where she started, I think. Absolutely. As a result of the pandemic. And it's, you know, it's interesting. I remember when obviously, you know, we, the pandemic hit um, at the start of 2020, Kevin, and, and, you know, obviously it wasn't, it wasn't a great time, but, you know, we knew that there would be opportunities at the end of that. And, um, you know, that, that businesses would change and, um, you know, in, in a positive way in some cases. And, and I think Christina talks today about how obviously, you know, she looked at what she was doing and um, realized that she could help a very specific group of people. And those people are property investors. And uh, that's exactly what she's done now. So uh, yeah, she'll be sharing today some of the common mistakes that people make before they actually take on a VA. And it's uh, certainly one ones that I, I can recall when I took on my first VA several years back, Kevin, as well. So um, yeah, interesting content today. Yeah, and it's uh, it's always good when you see business owners. You can almost see the light bulb or hear the light bulb in this case. You know what actually happened and what made her think. Well, mm, okay, people are ch- having challenges with VAs. They kind of know what a VA is, the virtual assistant. They they kind of get a feeling that they need somebody to help them with some tasks, but they don't quite know how to do it. I mean, this is a subject we've covered before. Um, as well, haven't we, with uh, Dr. Steve Day? I we did, yes. That was back in episode 79 in October of last year. So, yes, I'll, I'll link to that in the show notes. And again, talking about leveraging systems and, uh, you know, some great tips today from Christina, which uh, definitely, uh, you know, um, yeah, resonate with what Steve was saying as well back in episode 79. Mm, well, I suppose once you really get to know who you are, which is where you add value, which is something we do in step one 
of our nine, nine steps to recurring revenue roadmap, Chris, you know, where you discover how you best add value. And then, of course, once you discover how you add value, the things that don't uh, drive you to produce that value, you can, wherever possible, delegate those, but into good hands, not just delegators that, like, throw to one side. But there's a there's an art and a process to this, isn't there, which I'm sure Christine will cover. Yes. Okay. So let's not hang around any longer. Let's head on over to our conversation with Christina Osborne. Christina, welcome to Wealth Talk today. Thank you for inviting me, Chris. It's really exciting for me to be here today. Yeah, no, we're looking forward to uh, to hearing more about your business, Christina, and your business is, uh, of course, the Property VA. And many of our listeners uh, on Wealth Talk are, are in the property world. They are property investors. So we thought it'd be really nice to to hear from you and your experiences of working with property investors and how specifically you're helping them to create more time and more freedom. And uh, we're going to go into some of the uh, reasons behind why you started your business. So why don't we start there, Christina, and and give our listeners a little bit of a background uh, to yourself? Absolutely. Um, Thank you for that question. Uh, I wasn't always called, well, the business wasn't always called the property VA. It had been more like a generic, uh, I would say, bland VA sourcing service. Um, But when the pandemic hit, I found an opportunity to basically niche my offering and um, niche my target market, seeing as 90% of the clients I was working with were already property investors. I did a quick pivot, changed my previous business name and now called it the Property VA and focused on just helping property investors succeed more in their property businesses. Yeah. And and, and why was it that 90% of your uh, your clients were in property? Is that because you were in property yourself or were you hanging out with a lot of other investors? <laughs> Probably both of those are true. So I didn't intend to to run up uh, or start a VA business before I got into property. Um, but once I was within that network, I did end up hanging out a lot with quite a few property investors in networking meetings. Um, it would be a natural conversation that would come up, them asking me, so where am I from? And when I mentioned that I'm from the Philippines, that always, um, uh, you know, it got a lot of interest from investors because either they themselves work with VAs from the Philippines or that they know somebody who works with a VA or they might be slightly jealous that they haven't got a VA from the Philippines. And so can I help them find one? So essentially it just started by me informally helping a few investors with finding VAs from the Philippines, from which point I thought, I can start a business out of this. And that's that's how it started. Yeah. So, uh, you know, identifying a, a problem there that people were having and offering a solution, which is uh, always the, the starting point, right? So um, before we, because we're going to focus a little bit on some of the common mistakes today that people make before they actually hire a VA uh, to help people, you know, get ready for that moment and make sure that uh, they do it the right way. But could we just perhaps run through some of the most common tasks that uh, a property investor might use a VA for? I think for the most part, what um, investors approach me for 
in terms of needing a VA for help, it's almost always the most time-consuming and low-value tasks that are just not the best use of their time. And uh, it's stopping them from focusing more on on the side of properties that bring in the most value and return for their time. Um, typically, this would be either spending time on social media, responding to questions, or maybe posting on social media. That's generally a task that a lot of investors find tedious to do. Um, it's that and often bookkeeping, uh, admin and email management. Um, myself, I've found that it's not just the boring tasks that are best outsourced to VAs. Um, I've found that it's it's the lead generation tasks that are as well boring and time consuming, but not just low value because they actually return a lot back to the investor in terms of the opportunities that then the VA finds for them. It's really a task that I, I um, would like to encourage more investors to discover and utilize when using a VA and not just using a VA to answer emails or use a VA to um, to go on Facebook and you know respond to comments and messages. You can actually use your VA to bring in tens and thousands or hundreds of thousands of pounds of opportunities to your business. Yeah, that's really interesting, actually. So have you found, Christina, actually, in some cases, when your clients have started working with you and, and your team of, of VAs, that, in fact, you're, you're almost educating them a little bit in how to improve their businesses in terms of the systems, the processes, the way that certain things are done? I like that term education. Um, I, I, I do. I, I, I understand that what I am doing is, in fact, educating my clients a little bit. Although I don't say the word education, I probably just say maybe I can guide you better on how to work with your VA more effectively and um, and uh, utilize them, you know, to bring more. Uh, opportunities to you. Um, but you're right, there's, I've heard far too many stories of property investors being frustrated with their VAs. And ultimately, a lot of them actually are open and honest enough to recognize that maybe the frustration is caused by themselves and not just the VA. And this is where, as uh, you know, calling myself the property VA, I need to look at both sides of this working relationship. One is the investor who, who's got an objective, who works a certain way and has like maybe a cultural and uh, educational background that is far, far, far different from where their VA is coming from. So the Philippines is a third world country, um, even though the VAs are, you know, they're very highly skilled and highly motivated to work um, as best as they can for the property investors. And still failure can happen if, you know, both are not 
managing their expectations in the right way so that their their working relationship is one wherein everyone is happy with everybody's work output. Mm. So I think that leads us on really nicely to giving some tips really for our listeners as to, you know, what should they be doing in order to be ready to take on a VA? And you talked about some frustrations there. And I know from my own experiences in the past, when I took on a VA, my first VA was a few years ago, and I found myself almost struggling each day to find new tasks. And it became almost a task in itself to find tasks. So how can someone go, you know, go avoid that happening? Okay, I think specifically with the frustration of um, finding tasks as being task itself, um, I would say that comes in with uh, my first tip, which is having systems in place. Um, with systems, people are often scared of that word because they think it's very technical. You must have some kind of... Um, super technical or specially designed um, system in place before you can call something a system. Does that does that make sense? Um, when actually there's just maybe low-tech versions of what any business owner, any property investor can start implementing, um, either well before they hire a VA or soon after they hire a VA at the very latest, um, one of the best systems that a property investor who's looking to work with a VA can use, and there's nothing technical about this. You don't need to sign up for any software or take on a course to learn how to do this, is creating a default diary. Uh, a default diary is where you know you as a business owner can tame the mess of delegation because Today, you might say, can you work on my email list and can you do some bookkeeping? Can you get on Facebook? Can you get on LinkedIn? And then tomorrow, the VA sent you a message. What am I going to do today? And then you go, oh, I don't know. Maybe you can uh, start to go and right move and find this and that property. And so you're not only... Um, not utilizing your VA's time and skills the best, you're also eating up your time just to have to think about what to delegate to a VA. But with a default diary, um, and it's very simple, really, it's very, uh, it's nothing technical at all. All you're doing is you're blocking tasks and times together. So it could be a daily blocking or a weekly blocking. A weekly blocking might look like Mondays are marketing days, Tuesdays are bookkeeping days, or a daily blocking might look like 9 to 12, um, I need you to be on social media and just do social media work. And then in the afternoons, I need you to go back onto uh, back end and admin and, you know, sort out some filing. Uh, essentially, what a default diary does is even without any technical knowledge of how to create an outsourcing system, you've you've tamed the mess of delegation just by blocking time, um, block uh, creating blocks of time to focus your VA's work into very specific 
and consistent and regular schedule as well. So you know every Monday she's doing this. You don't have to think about it. You don't have to spend half an hour of your time communicating instructions to the VA. Um, so there, that's one of my favorite tools to to work with a VA. Yeah, that's a really good tip. And um, we know that often people feel like they're just too busy to even take on a VA, right? They're just too busy. They haven't got time to even think about it. Um, do you ever say to people about actually tracking their own time? So understanding the tasks that they're doing every day, every week, every month. And then what are some of the first things? I think you maybe touched on them earlier, but some of the first things that they can start to release. I think it's it's a bit of a chicken and egg situation because if you don't spend time to sort out um, your own you know, lack of time situation, does that make sense? Um, in order for you to delegate to a VA, then you'll never get around to actually delegating to a VA to then solve this situation you're in. Um, and believe me, it's, it's everyone's situation before they hire a VA. I think no one almost, I've never heard of anybody at the point of, you know, being organized before they hire a VA. So actually, your situation is probably more typical than you'd think. Um, but having said that, how would you actually go about it? Because you're already um, time poor and you need to even eat up even more time from your lack of time to work with a VA. Uh, for this type of investor, I would recommend that a, you don't have to delegate everything today. Um, it's a bit like untangling a big ball of knots. Um, you just have to attack one thing at a time. So this could be the most time-consuming but least technical uh, task that you can outsource to a VA would be a good place to start. So this could be a backlog of emails, or this could be your Google Drive is in such a mess right now. And uh, with very few instructions, you can delegate that to the VA straight away. And that's already going to save a lot of your time, just even the, knowing that there's a little bit more organization in your business. Um, mentally that that frees up a lot of things and so you can proceed with more clarity step by step so you don't have to have everything organized before a VA starts and this is where I think people stop themselves from wanting to delegate and outsource some business tasks because they feel like um, I need to have systems in place or I need to be super organized when actually uh, they're just going to stop you from actually achieving the, the very thing that you want to achieve. So start small, start with the most time consuming, but least, uh, least skillful task that you can delegate to a VA. Mm. So you say uh, start small there, Christina. So what would you recommend to someone in terms of like how many hours or days per week they might need instead of just going straight in and having a full time VA? How, how do you work with people? What are the first steps to kind of ascertain what's the right level of support they need? I would 
um, recommend that um, business owners consider the cost aspect of hiring someone less than a part-time VA because a part-time VA, although they've got 20 hours for you and to some business owners, that's more than they need. They only maybe need five or 10 hours. The cost of hiring a freelance VA from Fiverr or Upwork, for example, um, their hourly rate is what you can achieve by hiring someone who will work double the amount of time. Um, so yes, some investors might say, look, I haven't got the resources to work with a 20-hour VA a week. Um but I would maybe, I mean, it, this this all matters, uh, sorry, this all depends on the individual situation of the business owner. But I would recommend that if you're serious about really uh, freeing up your time and, and running your business like a business owner and not a self-employed person, that you do need to sit down and think about where can a VA most be of help sorting out and releasing that time off you? And 20 hours will soon be filled up with some tasks that you may not have, you know, thought about that you can delegate. Um, so I'd, I'd seriously consider, you know, not just hiring a freelance VA to attack some of those areas in your business, um, but because for the same price, you can you can take on a part-time VA. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. It does. Now, one of the other questions that people might have, Christina, um, and you may get asked this, is around security, trust. You know, where's you know where are the VAs? Obviously, they're in the Philippines, but how do we know where our information is? So, you know, what would you say to anyone who's who's kind of worried or concerned about that aspect? Um, as with all other parts of delegation, you don't give everything out all at once. Um, and you know, there's a thing that says you never abdicate anything about your business when you delegate. So. This would include very sensitive information or um, highly, uh, well, critical information that you need to keep for yourself in business. Um, so, yes, I would start small in terms of um, revealing and disclosing that information and only um, ever delegating what your VA can handle today. Uh, so with information, for example, um, your VA doesn't need to know all the parts in your business that you know, let's say details of your tenants who may be, let's say, vulnerable tenants or details of contracts that you hold. Um, you don't need to disclose everything when your VA starts working with you. I don't know if that answers your question, but... Um, just in terms of information, they need they don't need everything to start working for you today. Uh, having said that, of course, there needs to be um, all the robust security measures in place that you as a business owner 
um, will be the only person who can really say for certain what you need for your business. Um, I would never outsource that technical decision making to, let's say, uh, someone from, well, your VA, for example, like you don't need to discuss this with your VA. I think you should get the proper advice from, you know, the right people for that. Yeah. And, and there's various password kind of uh, tools online, such as LastPass. So you can give permissions, can't you, to different aspects of your business, different softwares and accounts and things like that. So, yes. Um, so a little bit at a time in terms of what you give your VA access to. So if, if that includes using um, password softwares like LastPass, then yes. Okay. So I think it's been really fascinating actually listening to, um, you know, your story of how you've built this business, Christina. And, um, you know, is there anything else that we've not covered, which you think is important to share, especially around the aspect of, you know, getting ready for taking on your first VA? Yes. And I do wish uh, if, if I can say one message to property investors out there looking to hire VAs is before anything, before um, having systems in place and before even thinking about being mindful of cultural perspectives of working with someone from a different country in a different culture um, is for property investors to really understand how their expectations will matter when it comes to working with a virtual um, assistant. Uh, So that is to say, it's very important that property investors know and manage their expectations when working with a VA. Um, It's easy to forget that as property investors, you may have spent thousands of pounds in educating yourself in property, whereas your VA will, no matter what training they've had, their their training will not match the property education that you received here in the UK. Um, Likewise, VAs cannot replace you. So uh, I I often get stories from property investors where they've delegated this and that task of finding so-and-so sites on Nimbus, but then they come back and go, well, this isn't what I was asking for. But that's a bit like you've basically um, you've delegated the decision making to your VA in finding those sites, um, whereas to you, you probably didn't realize as a property investor that you were giving or handing over the um, business decision making to your VA by by outsourcing, you know, site finding. Um, but there's a simple tweak to overcome that. Um, and I would say there's a, uh, as investors, we need to see a clear distinction between um, tasks where you give it as a checklist based task and tasks where you require the VA to make decisions on your behalf. And it's a simple distinction to make, but a very crucial one, especially when it comes to um, decisions that are, well, either going to cost your business thousands of pounds or cost you 
a lot more in in lost opportunity or missed opportunity because your VA has filtered out sites that, you know, you've abdicated that decision making to her, basically. Christina, if any of our listeners want to find out more about the Property VA services and social media, where are the places online that they should head to? Um, my website, it's thepropertyva.co.uk. Um, also, I'm on LinkedIn. Just type in Christina Osborne or the Property VA, and that will direct you to my page. Um, I'm also very active on Facebook. Um, if you at the Property VA on Facebook, uh, that should um, bring up my page. And uh, hopefully I'd love to connect to more of your listeners. Thanks so much for being a great guest on Wealth Talk today. Thank you too, Chris. Okay, some good tips there from Christina, which we can uh, we can debrief in a moment, Kevin. But before we do that, let's head on over to Trustpilot and uh, read out one of our latest reviews. And this week we've had one from Naz, and Naz is saying. Thank you. Kevin and Chris have put together an awesome program about wealth building, not just in the financial aspect, though that's the primary goal, but also holistically. The program is curated by experts who just don't talk the talk, but actually have walked the walk and still live and breathe it every day with passion. And the content is handheld, step-by-step guidance and support, starting primarily with one's mindset, which can be so limiting for so many of us. And the ethos of the founders propagates through the Wealth Builders community where people are supportive and collaborative. And having joined Wealth Builders hasn't just had a positive financial effect on our lives, but also made us think deeper about the wider impact on our family and the community we live in. Wow. Yeah, it's a very thought-provoking and fascinating review from Naz. Um, and thank you so much for that and her and her husband, um, Andy, you know, we love spending time with them and, uh, thank you so much. And, uh, they're a lovely family to be part of our community. And, and I think that's what we attract, Chris. We attract really nice people who don't just want to take, they want to give back. Um, and I think that often surprises people when they join the community, don't they? How willing people are to be so giving of their time and energy. And, and Christina is, another example of that she's so generous with her time with us and um you know but a good story though she has to tell yeah and um you know for anyone listening now who who is in property you know i think we we all understand that it, it can be very easy just to be running around doing lots and lots of different things lots of tasks which really uh if you actually sat down and took a bit of time to you know actually take stock of the things that you do every week, every month, every quarter, every year, then there's a lot of repeatable tasks, which actually you could probably outsource. And for many people, Kevin, I think, you know, they find themselves so busy that they don't actually have time to just think, right, what can I let go of first? And it's almost just quicker just to keep doing it, right? That's the mindset a lot of people get into in businesses. Oh, it'll just be quicker if I just do it myself. But as Christina said, start small. Just think about the things that are the most time consuming and the least skillful and just start passing those things one at a time. Well, I think you've you've said this before, Chris. I know you, um, in an earlier iteration of yourself, you know, you made the same mistakes, didn't you, really? You kind of found yourself finding, trying to find in the same day tasks for the VA to do. You felt sort of a, almost an obligation because you decided to take one on. But I think the way 
Christina says, and, and certainly where we think it's really powerful and we use uh, systems in our own business, uh, one of those uh, doesn't really matter what you use, but we use something called Time Doctor, which is essentially for all of our staff to record, not not in a sort of um, you know a detailed time management way to to clock people in and clock people off, but to understand what tasks they're spending their time on, so that we can best understand how people do their jobs and to make sure they're doing them in the in the right way where they are best suited based on their skills and their inclinations. And I think it's the same here that if you kind of take some time to track your time, understand the blocks of activity that you're doing, I think she called them very nicely, actually, um, untangling knots one at a time. Um, But if you can kind of do that, work out the thing that's the most frustrating or the thing that you you procrastinating, you know, your procrastination is your friend. You can feel it when you feel like you want to put something off. That's probably something you want to to get done because I think you know when you get to a place of uh, that frustration, that knotting it is a knot. Actually, I think she chose the word really, really well. That that sense of frustration when you're procrastinating something. That's definitely something to get sorted. And if you can allocate that to somebody else because it's not your natural thing to do, the thing you love to do, provided it's not absolutely critical and only you can do it. But that takes time. And you have to almost take time before you take on a VA. It's catch-22 in some ways, isn't it? That on the one hand, you're time poor, but on the other hand, you've got to slow down to take the time to do that effective delegation in a much better way. And look, this is true when you take on a member of staff. It's true when you take on um, a new person to fill a strategic role in your business. And we do that, don't we? We we have kind of roles we call seats. And then we, we strategically try and fill those seats with the right people um, and continue trying to evaluate that. And that takes a lot of time, Chris, doesn't it? We have to spend time to think about all of these things. Yeah. And, and hence one of the benefits, obviously, of, of working with someone like Christina, who's already experienced what are the common tasks that property investors do? And, and this is why, of course, we've connected with her, Kevin, because, you know, we can see the value she's providing. And we know that for our own members to have someone who's already got these systems in place and, um, you know, can almost teach, uh, you know, the property investor how to start letting go. What are the first things to start letting go? So you feel confident. It's very similar to our roadmap, isn't it? It's all about confidence at the beginning because maybe new to you outsourcing some of these things and you might kind of want to hold on to them. You might be a little bit nervous about, you know, certain security issues or, you know, trust and things like that. But, um, you know, having someone with experience like Christina can help you. And, um, you know, I think that's a, that's a really good first step. Yeah. I like the way she, she's, as, as I said at the beginning, Chris, she's pivoted from being a kind of a sourcer of VA services. Obviously, she's used her knowledge of the Philippines, you know, being a Filipino herself. But, um, you know, she's she definitely used that skill and seen the, the, the challenge of people who do property. She calls people property investors. So you hear her use the language of investor right the way through that. So just to avoid the confusion if it's possible there, the word investor, she means somebody who's interested in using property as one of the pillars to build their wealth. Um, And I think she's nailed that. And to get to a place where she's saying, hey, I can help you work 
by delegating tasks to VAs to help you build your property portfolio or to help you find and source property opportunities, not to replace you, but to enhance you, to to take care of some of the things that you know are time-consuming things. And there's lots of tools around that she's familiar with. I think she may even mentions one of those, Chris, that we had recently on podcast, which was Nimbus, which is a, a piece of technology, again, that she she knows well and she can teach people on that. But where did where, when did Nimbus come up, Chris? That was fairly recent, wasn't it? Yeah, we interviewed the uh, co-founder, Paul, um, on episode 110. Um, so, uh, again, link to that in today's show notes if anyone wants to find out about that software. Yeah, so it's back to the combination of leveraging technology and then leveraging other people. Uh, and that's where the real skill comes in. So if you've got somebody who knows what to do, and I think it's not just helping you, but also I think she makes a very elegant point too, that when you're dealing with someone from a different cultural place, they may not have the same knowledge as you, as she says that, but also she can then teach them how to work effectively with you because she knows so many of these tasks, not because she's a property investor herself, but that helps but she works with property investors. So that sort of accumulated wealth and wisdom of of questions that she's being asked continually, she can then train uh, VAs to perform those tasks so that you don't need to necessarily do it on your own. So I think it's a great service. And like many things, Chris, and the NAS um, testimonial there, that sort of very nice thing she said about the way we were a collaborative community I think there's definitely room for us to be collaborating with Christina here. I think there's a way to try and bring this service in a in a very effective way, not unlike the way we're doing with 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 Neil, um, who will be working. Actually, this week, Chris will be sitting with Neil, won't we? Talking about wealth builders for for children and teens and and trying to bring that program to life. I think there's every reason for us to want to collaborate with Christina to try and bring a property service to life so um yeah looking forward to that absolutely yeah it's uh, pillar seven joint ventures we're we're very open to uh co-creating and collaborating if anyone's got any ideas um then please do get in touch with us and uh, there's multiple ways obviously to get in touch with kevin and myself either send a, an email to hello at wealthbuilders.co.uk or uh, just hit us up on the socials. We've got the free Wealth Builders Facebook community. Just search in Facebook for Wealth Builders. And we're on LinkedIn, all the usual places, Kevin, as well. So we're, we're very easy to get hold of. We're very easy to get hold of. And uh, we want to be accessible to people. And we love to do that. And one of the things that I would say is if you've been listening to the podcast a while and you've got an idea that you think you can help people build wealth, that you can collaborate, you just don't have a community yet, but let's be clear about something, though, that I think was good here as well, Chris, which is almost circling back to the beginning. What Christina did was she started her own business slowly. She tried it. She tested it. She kind of you know, ironed out all the creases and the cracks. And then she got the proof of concept, didn't she? But so many people reach out to us and they have an idea, don't they? They have an idea of a business. Well, we don't really have the time and the inclination to look at the ideas so much, really, Chris. We need somebody who's already tried and tested the idea, and the idea works. And if the idea works at some level with a few people, and you can always test it out with a few people, uh, we always recommend you do that. Then if you've got an idea that's working at some level, 
then we might be able to work with you, collaborate, and give you more leverage. Um, and that's an important thing. So one of the fastest ways I often say to get into the flow of a consumer base, a customer base, a new database of uh, potential connections and, and clients is to get into somebody else's flow. And we're always willing to let people come in and share our flow, Chris, um, as long as they've got a good business idea that at least is working at some level rather than something that's brand new um, that nobody's even th- thought of yet but them. So because those creators can go mad, can't they, with 15 ideas before breakfast and then three before lunch <laughs> and, then, and then 20 more overnight when they start yes. to reach out for the notepad again. Yes, they can, Kevin. <laughs> We know how the wealth dynamics work and uh, and what a great team we are, hey, grabbing all those ideas and uh, putting them into practice. (laughs) Well, I suppose that's my job, I suppose, to come up with them. But then, you know, that's the whole idea is that we test it out, don't we? And I think this is a great one to test and we're looking forward to collaborating with many more people on the wealth building journey for the future. Because all we really want to do is try and help make the journey from financial insecurity through to security, then on to independence, the most enjoyable way it's possible to do with the fastest way and the safest way. So we get there, we get there with certainty, we get there with confidence, but we get there in a way that isn't DIY, it isn't done on our own. We love the collaborative nature of it. So we do encourage people who like to collaborate um, not to DIY it and to come and join us in some way. Uh, And, you know, we're looking forward to more and more people joining us on our path to help 50,000 people find financial independence for themselves. Indeed. Indeed we are. And um, this brings us up really to our summer break, Kevin. So uh, we'll be taking a few weeks off for August, uh, just focusing on our academy members, also just taking a bit of time to recharge. But uh, we'll be coming back with uh, more episodes of Wealth Talk, continuing uh, back in the beginning of September. So uh, we hope you enjoyed listening to today's episode and uh, do feel free to reach out if you've got any questions. We are here to help and uh, wishing you all a nice summer and uh, a good August. And uh, Kevin will be back uh, in September, (laughs) same time, same place. (laughs) We will uh, all the time now for me now. I've had my little break to get my ideas flowing, Chris, ready to start putting some new ideas into play. Uh, ready for uh, well the autumn season, I suppose. Yeah. So uh, looking forward to working with you. So do reach out to us in the meantime, by the way. We're not going away anywhere. We're reachable. So you know, follow Chris's guidance to reach out to us. We're just taking a break from the podcast only for a few weeks. As our, it is our habit to do so during August. All right. So thanks for listening today. And uh, Kevin, we'll see you next time. Okay, then. See ya. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Don't forget that we are constantly updating our resources inside the Wealth Builders membership site to help you create, build and protect your wealth. Head over to wealthbuilders.co.uk slash membership right now for free access. That's wealthbuilders.co.uk slash membership.